0: Today, we invite you to join Bishop Robert Barron as he preaches the gospel and shares the warmth and light of Christ with each one of us. Peace be with you. Friends, the church proposes to us uh, for this week a reading from the ninth chapter of the book of the prophet Zechariah. Now, Zechariah, maybe not a household name, he's one of the so-called minor prophets, doesn't mean he's a minor figure or less than important. It just means he wrote a a text shorter than those of Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel, and Ezekiel, who were the major prophets. So Zechariah has a shorter book, but boy, was he an important figure in the great tradition, and especially, I must say, for Jesus himself. When you look at the teaching of Jesus, and more to it, the actions of Jesus, you see that in many ways he was deeply aware of the prophecies of Zechariah. Zechariah lived and wrote around the turn of the sixth into the fifth century bc which is to say the period after the return of israel from the babylonian captivity very important date everybody 587 bc when israel is conquered and and jerusalem is burned to the ground the temple is destroyed and israel is taken away to um, babylon they finally after 75 years return and during that period what they want to do is reconstitute the nation. So Zechariah is is writing and speaking and active during that period. Now, here's the thing that's most important to see. This is not just a question of kind of Israelite uh, patriotic pride. Let's, you know, rebuild our nation. See, at the very heart of Israel's self-understanding was the idea that they were the chosen people of God chosen to learn the mind and heart of God listen, so that by the very integrity of their life and worship, they would in turn become a kind of magnet to the nations. That's a citation that I quote all the time, but uh, Mount Zion, true pole of the earth, there all the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord. That's from the second chapter of Isaiah. And that is an idea of the united Israel. But the more important point is, this united Israel, gathered around Mount Zion, that means the place of right praise, would now become a beacon for all the kings of the earth. All the tribes would come. That was Israel's self-understanding. That's Israel's purpose. Now, at the time of David, to go back now several centuries before Zechariah, the time of King David, this dream seemed yeah, plausible. David, indeed, had gathered the tribes. David, indeed, built a unified nation and was beginning to build something like an empire. This vision made some sense in David's time. But then under Solomon, David's son, and more so under David's uh, grandson, the nation falls apart. And then, over the centuries, it's overrun by Assyria, and then terribly by Babylon. The whole country, the capital destroyed, the temple destroyed. So Israel wondered, I mean, what does this mean? How could we be the chosen people of God? How will we ever fulfill our mission? Okay, that's the background for Zechariah. That's the background for what we hear today, which is a marvelous prophecy. Listen now to what he says. Thus says the Lord, Rejoice heartily, O daughter Zion! Shout for joy, O daughter Jerusalem! See, your king shall come to you. A just Savior is he, meek and riding on an ass, on a colt, the foal of an ass. There's Zechariah's prophecy. Who's the king in question? The new and definitive David the one who would unite the country, the one who would make it, in fact, a beacon for the nations. He's going up Mount Zion, which means the place of the temple. That means he's going to lead the right praise, which in turn will draw the nations of the world. That's what Zechariah is prophesying. Notice, too, please, he comes not on a royal charger, so a great horse that the king would ride in time of battle. No, no, the animal that uh, he favors here is a donkey. Ridden by a king, yes indeed, but when he's doing sort of more ordinary business, when he's going about the peaceful business of his reign. Then we hear Zechariah's prediction of what his reign will be like. Listen. He shall banish the chariot from Ephraim, and the horse from Jerusalem. The warrior's bow bow shall be banished, and he shall proclaim peace to the nations. For chariot, horse, and warrior's bow, substitute, if you want, tanks, missiles, and assault rifles. I mean, these were just ancient references to the instruments of war. The point is, this king who comes peacefully Will rule over a peaceful kingdom. He will not be like the kings of the world, but a king according to God's heart. His kingship will be one of reconciliation, nonviolence, peace, not just for Israel, but for the world. Listen as the prophecy continues. His dominion shall be from sea to sea, and from the river to the ends of the earth. That's just code here for everywhere. His reign will be a universal reign. Now, can I just point out something? This is a pretty extraordinary claim. Mind you, here's a country that from the time of David, that was many centuries before Zechariah, it had been in kind of a decline. Then it had been overrun by enemies. It had been conquered and destroyed and sent into exile by Babylon. At the time of Zechariah, they're kind of staggering back and hoping maybe to start rebuilding their country. This is not a world-conquering power we're talking about here. This is not some, some superpower. This is a little, a little nobody of a country. And yet, listen to this man. Listen to what he prophesies. No, this king of Israel is going to come. He'll reign in peace, and his rule will stretch from sea to sea. Okay, did it come true in Zechariah's lifetime? <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. By the way, that's a good perspective on things, you know, when you're leading a religious life, you know, sometimes what God wants to accomplish through you, you're not gonna see it. It's not gonna happen in your lifetime. It didn't happen in Zechariah's lifetime. Israel continued, if you want, its kind of drift and decline. Some 150 years after Zechariah, the Greeks would overrun the Holy Land. After the Greeks, the Romans would move in. Degradation, colonization, oppression. I mean, that's what followed the time of Zechariah. And yet, they remembered. I find that one of the most extraordinary things about the Old Testament, about the the wonderful Israelite tradition, is they they remembered these prophecies and they, they savored them. All evidence to the contrary notwithstanding. You can imagine someone saying, why are you people clinging to these wild dreams? Look at your country. You're overrun. You're colonized. You think your king's going to rule the whole world? Are you crazy? But they remembered them. And now, fast forward 500 years after Zechariah, to a young rabbi commencing to preach in the hill country of Galilee. What was his theme? The kingdom of God. Now, we've largely spiritualized the meaning of that term. But this young teacher's audience, they knew what he meant. He meant that the prophecy of Zechariah was coming true. He meant that the new David had arrived. He meant the tribes are being gathered. He meant Mount Zion was being renewed. That's what Kingdom of God meant for a Jew of the first century. And so when Rabbi Jesus preaches the Kingdom, they remembered Zechariah. What became abundantly clear in this young rabbi's teaching and action was that, astonishingly, all this was happening in relation to him. He was the new David. He was the one who was gathering in the tribes. Think of the 12 apostles. Think of his open table fellowship. Think of his outreach to those, especially on the margins. They saw that he himself was the renewed temple. The very things that people sought in the temple, they now sought in him. Instruction, healing, the forgiveness of sins. He was himself facing down the enemies of God, like a great warrior. At the climax of his life, this young rabbi enters into the capital city of Jerusalem, as David did centuries before. But how did he enter? We recall this every Palm Sunday, don't we? We read this reading. Listen. On an ass, a colt, the foal of an ass. He entered not on a royal charger, not as a conquering king, but he came precisely as Zechariah said he would, as a prince of peace. Nobody at that time, trust me, would have missed the reference. They who were soaked in the scriptures of of ancient Israel. No one missed the reference to Zechariah. How devastated, therefore, his followers must have been when this young teacher, prophet, king was brutally put to death by the enemies of Israel. It would seem to signal that he was wrong after all, that he wasn't the new David, he wasn't this this king of peace. But I wonder if any of them, even as they watched him dying on the cross, remembered another of Zechariah's prophecies about the king. Listen. They shall look on the one whom they have pierced. Strange, isn't it? Zechariah predicts the coming of the king, whose reign will last from age to age and and from sea to sea. This king of peace. But then he observes they will look upon him as someone whom they have pierced. It was precisely, everybody, in the light of the resurrection that they put this together. They understood precisely that as the crucified one as the pierced one, he was in fact reigning as king. That's why Pontius Pilate, putting the sign over the cross, Jesus of Nazareth, king of the Jews, was announcing the fulfillment of Zechariah's prophecy in its totality. They will look upon the one they have pierced and recognize him as the king of peace. And I'll end with this. What is the reign of this crucified and resurrected king like? Look around. The church does indeed stretch from sea to sea. What began on the top of Mount Zion, what began on Mount Calvary, now extends to the ends of the world. Old Zechariah, a long time ago, makes this strange prediction. Didn't come true in his lifetime, didn't come true for 500 years and finally fulfilled in Christ the King whose reign now is meant to extend through us the church to the ends of the world. And God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's homily from Bishop Robert Barron. For more resources from Bishop Barron, please visit wordonfire.org.